Hi everyone, welcome back to the Mentors Connect podcast. I'm your host Chloe and today on the podcast we have Dominic Pym who is the co-founder of UpBank which is the largest neo-challenger bank in Australia. They've really done amazing things and are setting the precedent for the way technology is used in banking and they have over 400,000 customers and are still a really young bank. So I'm really excited today to talk to Dom about a little bit about his career journey to now becoming the co-founder of UpBank, but as well as that going really into deeply the future of banking and the role of young people in it. So thank you so much, Dom, for coming onto the podcast. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So tell us a bit about yourself. How did you co-found one of the biggest banks in Australia now, one that's really challenging <laughs> the way it's done? Yeah, I mean, that's... um. I mean, it depends how far you want me to go back, but we, I've been doing software for a long time and uh, like uh, over 20 years. And, uh, you know, like we, we sort of basically use software to solve problems, we, you know, whatever the problems are, they don't have to be in banking or financial services. And we stumbled across banking mostly through our own frustration, you know, with, with how things just weren't awesome. <laughs> we just wanted mm. to make them awesome. Um, and so really as a customer, like everyone's a customer of banks. So as a customer, we thought, you know, how would we want it to work if we had a chance to build it from scratch? You know, if we could start again with a clean slate, how would we want it to be? How we want it to feel was really important because it's not so much just, uh, you know, transacting with money that hasn't changed for like a thousand years. Um, but, you know, how would we want it to be different and how would we want it to be more engaging? And also, I guess, help people to understand, you know, reconnect with their money, understand, uh, you know, how important it is to know where your money's going, uh, you know, sort of, you know, just to have a general awareness of, of how important it is in people's lives. So, so that was really what drove us to, to have a crack at it. And we've been working with Bendigo Bank for a number of years, about six years, and we actually build their mobile and internet banking, which is about 2 million customers. Yeah, we have a big about, job. <laughs> uh, massive. <laughs> yeah, we have probably about, um, uh, we do about 10 billion a month uh, through that platform. So, so it's reasonably successful, fifth biggest in Australia. And, uh, and we were talking to Bendigo about this idea about building a new digital bank. And, you know, we wanted to be you know, available on your mobile phone. And we wanted to do crazy things like we wanted to so you could download the app and you could, uh, you, could get, you could get a bank account instantly and then you could just start using it like straight away. Oh, well, and and in, Australia, yeah. Yeah, in Australia, that wasn't possible, right? Like if you go back a few years, you had to wait for the debit card to arrive in the mail or you had to ring up the call center or you had to go to the branch or whatever. And so that was really one of the big drivers for us is like, how do we make it easy? How do we make it fun? And that's sort of how we stumbled into it. And here we are. No, that's so cool. And also, I want to put a side note in. I'll link it down in the description of Bank's website because, guys, it's like so nice to look at. I just want to say that right now. The branding, I love it. And the multiplayer game, guys, look at it right now. Honestly, it's so good. But I want to now get into the depth of it. You gave us a good background of all of that. So you kind of touched on it, but like, how is technology changing banking? Oh, it's changed it dramatically. I think that, uh, you know, at the moment we have kind of like the perfect storm. So, you know, when Apple released the iPhone, uh, 2007, uh, it's not that long ago, 15 years ago. So it doesn't seem like it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's sort of so much has changed. We now have like a computer in our pocket. We now live our lives on our phones. There's, you know, uh, everybody has one. Uh, well, not everybody, but most people. And, and so, you know, it has changed things significantly. It didn't used to be as easy or accessible, uh, you know, or, or as interesting. Um, and, and now, you know, when we look at UP, for example, uh, you know, our average customer 
is accessing up more than once a day, uh, so many, many times a day, and is on average using up to make a transaction or a purchase at least once a day. Um, and, and so it's, it's, it's highly active, but it's only because of this confluence of technology and change and attitudes, and it's multi-generational. Like the, new, the next generation are more comfortable doing their banking on their phone than previous generations were because it wasn't possible really, <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, so I think that like definitely uh, it's the perfect storm and it's made it possible for us to have a mobile only bank. No, that's so cool. And, you know, makes sense, isn't it, to have a mobile only bank? As you said, we live on our phones now. So continuing on, how do millennials see finance? So I've heard that a major customer base of yours is the younger generations. How has this impacted banking the way in which you know young people see finance yes i think that with every new generation uh people have different ways of understanding and interacting with money who wants Um, to do what their parents did (laughs) sorry yeah, that's right. Like, but it used to be uh, like when I was a kid, we had a money box and we would carry change around like coins in our pocket. And then when you come home, you put your spare change in the jar or in the money box or whatever. Um, that's not really a, a behavior that is common amongst uh, you know teens nowadays. Uh, everyone has a mobile phone. Nobody carries cash. Everybody's using a digital wallet. Um, it's just so different that you don't sort of uh, have those same habit forming sort of activities like saving your spare change. So for us to create digital versions of doing that, like if you pull down the screen and up, then it um, it, it, it saves whatever sense you have sitting in your balance. And so, you know, and, and if you pull it down again, then it'll save a dollar. Um, and, and, and that sounds like just maybe even a gimmick. But it's so popular, millions of dollars have been saved by the next generation of Aussies um, just from that one feature alone. So, you know, I think like it's just extraordinary that, um, uh, you know, the behaviors have changed. And I think that that's really the impact that we're having is we're building a, you know, we're building a technology that works really well for younger people. Now, that's not to say that not everyone loves up because our customers are aged all the way up to 100. Like a lot of people love up because like you said, the branding or the technology or the ease of use or whatever, um, but it really resonates with a younger audience. So half, more than half of our customers are aged between 16 and 25. Um, so very, very young uh, audience. And like you get your first bank account when you're 16, really, right? Before that, you can have sort of like other things like a trust account with your parents or you can get springy. Um, or maybe uh, most kids in my era would have had a Dolomites account from Commonwealth yeah. Bank, you know, those sort of things. Um, but yeah, you really, when you get to 16, 18, you know, you start moving out of home, uh, you know, renting an apartment, going to university, whatever it is that's different for different people. Um, but, you know, you start wanting to be more financially independent and that's where Up comes in. Awesome. So now continuing on. So Up, I've read a lot about and you guys are doing a lot of great things in sustainability. And I want to talk a bit about how sustainability is changing the way people spend their money and the way people save yeah i mean it's uh, it's become part of commonplace uh, life now is that you think about the environmental impact you think about climate change you think about whether things were manufactured locally or whether they were you know overseas you think about the shipping costs the pollution like all this sort of stuff it goes through like i'd say kids but anybody anybody can think about it but you know the younger generation now think about that a lot more than it was thought about previously. In fact, I remember when I was a kid, my mum actually came out to our primary school and she'd been studying this uh, climate change and hole in the ozone layer and she was telling us all about it. I mean, that was in the 80s and it wasn't commonplace. Nobody knew. Everyone was like, oh my God, it's amazing, you know. But now everybody knows about it. So definitely um, spending behaviours and the way that people interact with the money. Like now we get a lot of people saying the reason that they want to join up 
is because we don't fund fossil fuels and the big banks fund fossil fuels and so they don't want to do that. And so that's an ethical choice more than it is necessarily a feature um, or, or a benefit. It's like, obviously, there's a benefit to the environment, but it's not a financial benefit to you, but it's an ethical benefit. And I think that that has really changed people's perception of what it means. I, I call it the excellence of everything. Like you can't have, um, you know, you can't just have one thing that you're good at nowadays. You've got to be good at the environment. You've got to be fun and interesting and exciting to use. You've got to work on a mobile phone. Uh, you know, you've got to bring all those things together and, 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 and make them work seamlessly together with a great user experience. Uh, otherwise, people just move on to the next thing. Up definitely does that, though. I'll say that for sure. <laughs> but now I want to just kind of a bit of a generalized question, a big question. But what is the future of banking? Just that. That's a good one. I actually think uh, I think we sort of touched on a little bit is that behavioural change and multi generational change. Um, you know, to me, the environment and uh, the community spirit and the way that people uh, you know build a community and become part of a community. So we call our customers upsiders, you know, rather than just customers. And Upside when you have it. a problem, yeah, and when you have a problem with up. You go into the app and you just talk to us. We have a feature called Talk to Us. And there's a real human, someone sitting in the office chatting to you and helping solve your problem. Um, that, that builds a community. And, and the community, like more than 60% of upsiders were referred to up by a friend who just heard about it on the grapevine or love it, you know, and just want to tell their mates. And so that sort of community that we're building has a conscience. And the conscience is concerned about their local community, the environment, what's happening in Australia. Um, that you know, they're interested in minorities. Uh, they're interested in making the world a better place. And so, to me, the future is the convergence of this ethical dilemma and technology coming together to deliver the future, like to create the future. And really, the next generation uh, have an opportunity. To, to, to frame what they want the future to be. And I don't think it's like, what is banking? Banking needs to fit into that future. And banking is just a byproduct of that. So for me, it's the community, it's the ethical dilemma, it's the passion that people have for you know, saving the planet and creating a great place for themselves and their kids and their grandkids to live in. That, that, that's really where banking needs to find its place in, in, in the next you know, 25 to 50 years, in my view. No, that's a great insight. No, I think you're definitely right about that. And it sounds so cool. Now, before we finish up, I was hoping you could give a piece of advice to a young person who perhaps wants to do something like you've done, go out there, create a positive impact through your skills. So, Yeah, sure. I mean, probably there's lots of you know, great things that you can uh, think about when you're young and you're enthusiastic. But I would say no, number one is like the old Nike saying, like, just do it, right? Like you need to just do it. And, and if you have an idea or if you want to make an impact or you want to have a crack at starting a business or building a, a, an app or whatever it is, um, you know, you need to take that leap of faith and actually try it and just have a go. And don't worry if you fail. Like the reason I'm here after 25 years of doing this is because I made a lot of mistakes and I learned from those mistakes. And then as you have successes, you know, you gain momentum from the successes but you've just got to try. And there's only two things that can happen. One thing is it works and then you're happy and you move on to the next thing or you keep doing that thing um, or it doesn't work and you learn from it. So I would say just have a crack, you know, just, just to have a go at it. Um, you know, it. Come out of, yeah, just do it. Well, that's it. Just do it. Love that. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Dom, for meeting me today and sharing with myself and all the Mentors Connect listeners these great insights and that really great piece of advice. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. No worries. Thanks very much for having me.
Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And if you have any questions or want to interact, make sure to comment on this podcast episode. But see you in the next episode, everyone. And thank you, Dom, again.